0: Welcome once again to devotional. This is lesson number seven for Friday, December 21st. Well, this is the last lesson of this week and boy has it been right for me. Uh, me and the cookies in the background. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about AIDS today um, as, a, as a parallel to the church and um, I've had to treat patients with AIDS um, as when I worked in, in uh, one of the last hospitals that I worked at. Um, I had to deal with, a, a provide treatments to a a patient, and my heart broke with the individual. Um, and there are many circumstances that surround this. So I, I start this way so that you don't think I'm being insensitive and simply saying just grabbing something. Same thing with lupus. You know, I know of church members that have that condition and it's definitely a very delicate, makes things very delicate for them. Um, yet, as a, as a nurse, when I would read on this and see how it affected people, I see the direct parallel into the church. And the same way it hurts me as a nurse um, looking at individuals suffering with these conditions, it hurts me when I see it in the church. So please do not take this as me using these illustrations as minimizing these uh, conditions. My heart certainly goes out to individuals that suffer under these manifestations of sin. And I look forward to the day when Jesus removes all of these things that are part of that curse. Um, So when we look at AIDS, um, the full-blown HIV virus uh, in someone's system, I think by now everybody knows uh, or understands at least that uh, this, this virus, it doesn't kill you. All it does is it deactivates your immune system it makes it void it turns it off basically and it leaves the body wide open for any infection things that we would normally be able to handle things that we would normally be able to to fight off with our immune system um, our bodies no longer can and so we die of simple things that you know a bacteria that we normally would be able to take care of our immune system which is boom is done now that bacteria has no white blood cells attacking it no white blood cells de- de- destroying it so that bacteria or that virus just runs un- unhindered unstopped it's like if the United States all of a sudden in a matter of one second woof, all of our military all of the branches in all of them Completely, comprehensively, all our military disappeared all of a sudden. And then within five hours, the entire globe finds out that the United States no longer has no military, not even a bullet, not even a cannon or a bazooka, nothing, nothing. What would happen to us? Same thing that happens to the body you get killed, the bacteria, the, the viruses, and all these other pathogens. Uh, You have nothing to defend yourself with. We need, um, again, pastors, speaking to myself, elders and deacons, that take their ministry serious. This is a spiritual role you've accepted. No one has coaxed us. No one put a gun to my head saying, quit nursing and go to Andrews to become a pastor. I made those choices willingly, and so have you. No one twisted your arm to become an elder. No one forced you to say yes to deaconship. Um, and someone did, shame on them. They should not have guilted you into accepting anything. And you should not accept anything because of guilt. This is a calling. Every ministry in the church is a calling by God. It sometimes get, gets manifested by impressions and convictions leaders get. It's a highly spiritual endeavor. And it's important, I guess in God's providence, I was not thinking about this at the beginning of the lesson, but in God's providence, we are starting nominating committee in both my churches. So I'm glad that we're talking about this. The nominating committee is one of the most spiritual endeavors that we can engage as a church for a direct impact upon our church. And in regards to the AIDS, these are pastors that are not maintaining themselves Uh, sound holistically not simply that you know they can defend you know with Greek and Hebrew the teaching of the sanctuary I think first and foremost is a pastor that is connected a pastor that is praying I've I've uh, told my church openly that you know I got convicted three four years ago uh, after a prayer and fasting experience that I was not praying as I should have for my churches I was trying to do a lot of those things under my own uh, not bad uh, thinking, but definitely without real, rely on the Lord. You know, I've done mission college, I've done Andrews, I've I've been here before. I know what what needs to happen, and it didn't happen the way that I was hoping. I definitely wanted both my churches to, to be a blessing for both of them, but I can't be a blessing without the blessing of the Holy Spirit in me. And I've just been convicted, and I, God keeps bringing me back to that experience that I treasure so much of how much I need the Lord in my life on a daily basis, a living, abiding trust and connection with the Lord. Otherwise, I am a useless white blood cell, a white blood cell that has been deactivated by sin. And God cannot use me to maintain the body healthy. And God cannot use you as an elder when your spiritual life is not living and growing and where you're guarding your heart and mind from things that take away that connection between you and the Lord and you can become deactivated so that you're still there it's just that you can not do what God has asked you to do for the church and Satan can, and he will, run rampant in the church. Intercessory prayer is not for just when people get sick physically. Intercessory prayer is not just when there's apostasy or rebellion within the church. Intercessory prayer ought to be there every day, all the time. I told you earlier this week, your body and my body we are continually fighting cancer in our, in our bodies. We are exposed to chemicals through our clothing, through perfumes, through makeup, through just environmental factors. Our cell phones, right? They emit uh, microwaves. We're exposed to cellular towers and uh, from the Sun, you know, we're getting x-rays and ultraviolet. Our skin's getting bombarded by these things. So our cells, there are cells that go haywire. The DNA gets distorted and they're replicating themselves wrong with the wrong code. And our immune system destroys them. Our immune system prevents them from reproducing wrong. And it's not that elders, (laughs) like I said before, right? We're not going to kill people, but we seek to destroy misunderstandings about God, misunderstandings about teachings, misunderstandings about the church, misunderstandings about each other. That is the spiritual role of Pastors, elders, and deacons. The the integrity, the healthy integrity of the church. Preventing things from the outside to come inside and destroying the body. We talked about allergies. That's when the leader misunderstands what the enemy is from the outside. We talked about lupus. That's when the leaders misunderstand that the enemy is not the cells inside, but a spiritual battle. And we think we're fighting with people. We forget that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but the worst kind of an immune system is one that doesn't work at all because at least in lupus even though the the doctors may you know decrease the effectiveness of the immune system that immune system will still protect you against the cold and other bacteria and even though you have allergies that immune system will still fight the cold but with AIDS there's no immune system and it leaves the church wide open to die and it's interesting that in the book Revelation, with the four horses, that's, there's that one horse, right? That's the color of death. And it, it clearly implies that there was a time that because of dead leadership, the church died. And it, it definitely applies to pastors. But I don't want our, our you as a church member to feel that it only applies to pastors. It definitely applies to you as an elder. Certainly for you as a deacon and a deaconess. Certainly for you as a Sabbath school teacher. Even if you teach in the children's department. We need church leaders that don't model themselves like when Aaron, had a, when he got pressure and he did the golden calf thing, right? We don't want to model ourselves against like Eli. We don't want to follow that kind of model where he just couldn't offend his children, he couldn't tell his children, hey, you guys gotta change your path. Oh no, I love my children more than I love God, at least in the church. Hey, they're participating in the church. If I say something to them, they Eli chose that path, he ended up losing his children. And God in mercy sent Samuel to warn him. He just ignored it. We don't wanna become leaders that are incapable of doing what God has called us to do. Um, One person that I can think of that God invites us, and I certainly want to respond, is to say, Lord, I want to be like David in that battlefield. In that battlefield where the king, who was the tallest, he didn't go into the battle. His brothers, who made fun of him, they didn't go into the battle. David went into the battle not to show off, but because he was jealous for the Lord. He loved God. David wasn't perfect, but David loved God. And David, that day, wanted to honor God's name. And that day, he he risked his life. He staked it all for the honor of God's name. You come to me with that javelin and with that sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of armies. And that's why I'm going to be victorious. You and I do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You are not fighting against a church leader. You are not fighting against a church member. You are fighting an adversary that has been defeated. Fight that individual the way David fought. In the name of the Lord. Recognize who the enemy is. Recognize how the enemy is defeated. Not with carnal weapons weapons that are of human origins and fight that battle until victory is gained david encourages you and i that no matter how difficult the challenges may be in your church in our church we can be victorious in christ you can be an immune system that recognizes who the true enemy is and does your part to keep the enemy the the body healthy and the enemy destroyed, the enemy defeated. How many attacks of the enemy has been foiled and disrupted because a quiet saint chose to continue to pray and intercede? Only in heaven will we know who truly was a vital organ in the church, and I can guarantee you we will be surprised.